pair to put on your tinfoil hats. Tonight we'll be talking to an old friend, Moises. This won't be our typical episode, but nevertheless, he is someone who wants to be heard. If you have had an experience that you would like to share, you can contact us at challengeunknown at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy. Go ahead, man. Tell your story. Um, I'm what you may call a poet, a musician, a barber, an artist. Uh, my name is Moises Rodriguez. I go by Wolfie, King Koi. I also go by Trilogy. And this is my story. I'm Puerto Rican and from Trinidad. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, but I traveled around most of the world. I used to stay in Vancouver, used to stay in Arkansas, New York, most of these areas. I'm 21 years old. I'm really more of a spearheaded type person. I'll take charge when I need to. Do you believe that I am not with any religions? I don't believe in anything but myself and prosper. So you guys might think I'm more into myself than anything else. I'm really not. So this is my story. It started happening about four months ago. Um, my stepdad that has raised me for 13 years had septic and he went into shock and died twice, came back to life and they saved him. He, spent, he spent 53 days in the hospital. Um, we sat by his bedside for 45 of them and we watched him progress and get better. But it doesn't start there. My mother has been wanting to get surgery for about 13 years now, and she finally lost 95 pounds to have her tummy tucked. But the day after her surgery, my stepdad didn't go and pick her up for her appointment, and we thought he was a dickhead for it. But it turns out to be he was sick in the hospital, and we had no idea. The ambulance was called and he was taken away. Not two weeks after he was put into the hospital, my grandfather died three times. They broke 11 of his ribs trying to resuscitate him. They had to put a check tube into his throat for him to be able to breathe. And he's still sitting in this hospital bed until this day. He is aware, he is awake but he is weak and no longer himself. Not one day after they put the Trek tube into his throat, my great uncle passes away from a heart attack. Now this is all within the time zone of when I was working at an answering service. Now this answering service, you have to be HIPAA certified. Basically what that means is you hold personal information, records, social security numbers, date of birth, all of the ordeal. I worked for Baptist hospitals, St. Jude's hospitals, all types of hospitals, and you answer the calls for all of the doctors that are there in the hospital. Hey, pretty I am intensive sitting there. Job. 
very intense job. I have people call me because they have cancer. I have people call me with death certificates, federal agents with child services that children were beat to a point where they couldn't see out of their eyes. I go through a lot on a stressful, normal day, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Man, some of that stuff sounds really dark. It is. And, you know, I try not to bring it home. Which is a um, good idea, yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea, you know. I don't really like bringing work home at all. Uh, my mom's been doing it for 25 years, and she's the one that got me the job. That's impressive. I was, I was sitting at my cubicle one day. Um, the normal waiting for a call to come in. Now the way this cubicle works is there's a wall in front of you, there's a wall to the left, and there's a wall to the right. There's no way you can shake, move, or even kick a chair from the other side due to the fact that it's a three wall space. And the only way to move your chair, move in and out, or even get into the cubicle is the one wall that does not close it off. I was sitting in my chair one day waiting for a call and I get a text message on my phone from my mother saying my uncle had passed away. And I immediately keep my composure due to the fact you can't bring emotion into work. So I take a moment, I go outside and I relieve some stress. I'm not a smoker, but that day I smoked my first cigarette. Nicotine um, will bring you down a little bit. Yeah, I understand. I, first, I smoked my first cigarette that day, and I came back into the office and sat down. Not 30 seconds later, I feel my cubicle starting to shake and the cubicle next to me starting to shake. And all I see... And here is the chair to my right, which has not been occupied by anybody the entire day. Just turn and push against the cubicle. All of my coworkers turn around and look at me like I'm crazy because they thought I was the one making all of the noise and shaking the cubicles. You have to apply a major force to be able to even move the cubicle at work. And the entire thing was shaking and it interrupted the entire office during everyone's calls. Everyone's looking at me like, why are you shaking the cubicle? Why are you moving the chair? I have sent a video and I've posted it on my Instagram. If you would like to see it, it should be on the show's Instagram. And it's also on my personal Moises, M-O-I-S-E-S-T-H-E. P-O-E-T. You'll find it there. Now, the chair moves, the cubicle moves, and I'm to blame for it. I asked for the security footage. Took them three days to give it to me on the same day that my uncle died. Once I do review the footage, everyone's heart stop, my heart stop, and I quit the job. Now, the reason why I quit the job is because I felt unsafe and that was my assigned cubicle and there were no others that I may sit at 
other than the one that it happened in. Now, the, the building is new. It's fairly new. It's It was built upon what was an old train track that they dismembered the trains. They pulled all of the tracks out of the floor. But it used to be a steamroller track. Now, there have been many crashes. There have been many deaths on this land within the entire area. So you so, think it's associated with that somehow? It could be associated that with that so somehow, or it could be my uncle trying to speak to me. But I had quit that job, and they begged me to come back due to the fact that they needed me for my services and my particular campaign, which I was dealing with Baptist Hospital. Now, after this happens, they offered me a raise to come back. I didn't feel the same inside. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to feel. I was just shocked, especially with the video. I posted it as soon as I could because people need to see that it is real. They need to see that they're not the only ones. If you believe you're the only one, you're a small-minded person. And quite frankly, sorry for my French, but you're an idiot. Yeah, no. man, we've seen the video, man. That's pretty freaky. The chair just kind of like violently shoots out. It's really weird. It literally shoots out the whole entire cubicle, shakes everybody in the office, turns around, and they don't even know what's going on, and they blame me for it. But when they see the video, they're in disbelief. Yeah, it's crazy that you got it on camera, too, because that's what I hear a what's lot. Is a lot of people are like, uh, you know, it's just word no. of mouth. But when, once you see it on camera, it changes everything. It changes how you feel inside, especially having to go there and to make your money every single day. Now, I've never heard of something like that happening in the office before until I went home and I told my mother about it. She was crying at the time because it was her uncle. So it was my grand uncle that died. She was crying at the time and I showed her the video. She said, that's exactly what happened to me 17 years ago in that office when your grandmother died. Well, that's really freaky. It's all connected. Exactly. That's she said, that's wild. She said that's exactly what happened when your grandmother died. And I thought to myself, no, no way that's possible. No way. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. It's just it's a lot at once. And I'm letting it all out. Um, so she, my mother has been working for that company for 25 years. And the odds of it happening to her 17 years ago and it happening to me now in the same place, on the same floor of the building, in the same vicinity, back then there was no surveillance cameras. Now there is. People didn't believe her then. The managers that are still working there from years before believe her now. Now that's not even the part that gets to me. 
I understand the chair, the chair shook, the entire cubicle moved. Everyone blamed it on me. But right when I quit on my car ride home, the only way to get home, I live 45 minutes away from my job. And in order to speed that process up, there's a road called Cemetery Road by where I live. And it's a road with three different cemeteries on it. Now, down that road, you need your high beams on because it's a two-way street. So it's one going north, one going south. I was going down that road on that same day. And, you know, it's a normal day. I turn on my fog lights. Right when I look down to look at my phone and Instagram, guys, never drive and use the phone. I'm an idiot for this. But when I look up, I see a person in the middle of the road. I slam my brakes, hit my face against the steering wheel. And I look up and there was nobody there. Wow. On Cemetery Lane. Now, the the crazy part is we ended up having to bury my grand uncle there because that is the cheapest place to be able to afford a lot for a funeral cost where I live. This all happened in a span of a week. All of these misfortunate events have happened in the span of four months. And I thought to myself, how could my life get worse? How could my life get worse? How many more complications are going to come? And I asked myself, why are all these things happening? And I don't have an explanation for all of this. I have theories. I have the videos. I have experiences. But you can never know why these type of things happen. Yep, the yep. paranormal is so intense and so surreal that those who don't believe you're an idiot. I'm sorry to say. No, I understand where you're coming from, man. Like that's, it's a lot and it's really intense. And it sounds like you went through a lot in a very short amount of time. So tell me, tell me some of your theories. What you said, you had some theories. What do you think is going on? I think it's the family. I think it's my family. It it happened to my mother. It happens to me. My mother always claimed I saw things as young and she always thought it was imagination. And she always thought, you know, oh, he's just a kid. But she tells me now, maybe I was wrong. And 100% what is happening proves what she thought about me was wrong. I have seen things. I've experienced things. And I know these things are real. It's it just, it's scary. Oh, I totally understand, man. It can be very scary, especially stuff that you don't really understand. Yeah, there's there's no explanation for it. It's... It's harsh. It's 
it's the surreal reality. Tell me about the uh, the incident in the car. Um, so you looked up and there was nobody there, but you obviously saw them for a split second. What did you see? For a split second, I just saw a person. A person just standing there in the middle of the road. Uh, I used to be a security guard. And within my vicinity of where I stay, I used to be the security guard of my community. And I've seen somebody walk across the street because there's no lights. And the drunk driver hit that person and his body fall. I have the blood on my sneakers still. I still have those sneakers. And I have the video of when they airlifted the person up and took him to the hospital and he died in midair and on the helicopter. Holy fuck, man. I, I don't know. I don't know why all of these negative things are happening around me. But they're happening, and it's unexplainable. Yeah, man, it's 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 almost like you have some kind of attachment. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have an attachment to death, but obviously, it's it's happening, and it's sad. Like I can't have, I can't get a break, especially within the last two years. I really cannot get a break. And it's I'm at my breaking point to where I need to speak about it. It's no longer good for me to keep it in. And I'm glad there's people like you and others that have gone through these type of things and just been able to speak about it. Yeah, man, that's one of the really important things that we bring it's up amazing. is people need to be able to talk about it because a lot of people bring these things up like it's it's great it's it's great to be able to talk and and be able to say these things because once you keep them inside they eat you from the inside out yeah they really can and i i hear a lot about people who are um, really struggle with talking about it because the only time they've ever talked about it is with either family or close friends and they get ridiculed for it yeah at first, people thought I was lying. Right. Then I showed them videos of the man flying up in the middle of the street, the chair moving, the experience of me on the cemetery road, and the blood on my shoes. Then they, then they look at me like I'm crazy. They start to listen. They start to listen. They finally get to listen. Because they put their hard-headedness to the side and they actually open up. Man, dude, this is crazy. Like, I hope things start to get better for you because this is really intense and like it's a lot. Like, uh, I can only I can only imagine what it's like to have that much that much misfortune in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it really has been, man. I mean, and to be honest, I'm low key like. I'm at a loss of words. You know, I'm just such a positive person. I've always been a positive person, you know. I've always been known to be the person to introduce yourselves first. Or I'm a people person. I am. I really am. But nowadays, it's just so hard to be, especially when you're expected to, when calling 
these people that are sick and have diseases and are dying and having to speak with officers about death certificates and funeral homes and sex workers and child molestation and child services it's 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 a lot it'll take its toll man that kind of stuff will i can't even imagine your your mother doing it for such a long time like that'll definitely take a mental toll it it has she she's she's even been diagnosed with depression um she has to she has to take anxiety medication you know it gets to a point to where is the pay really worth it yeah man you always got to look out for yourself that's one of my number one things you know no of course that's something uh, i've been trying to do but you i always end up back well yeah man like i am i gotta say i am really impressed with your your attitude about everything because before we even started talking about all this stuff this these really dark topics before we started you know doing a recording session we were sitting sitting in there joking about counter-strike for like 10 minutes yeah man you know i would have never guessed anything any of this stuff would have happened to you recently I have a positive I have a positive outlook on life and I don't let things eat me out until it gets to a point where I haven't shared it and I just need to let it out you know and I I'm just such a such a good person to everybody that I meet it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are doesn't matter what religion you follow I respect everything my grandfather is a Mason. Masons are to respect every religion, every person, no matter skin color, no matter race, no matter anything, how you speak, where you're from. You must be able to be one with everybody. And that's the definition of that. And I feel like I could be a Mason. It's a great way to live. It is a great way to live. Man, that's crazy. This is just all so much, man. It's a lot. Yeah, man. And my grandfather's still sitting in the hospital. He hasn't gained consciousness. He hasn't talked. You know, and it's been about a month and a half now. And he was the only person working in his household. So. Oh, man. Yes, sir. They had lost. They lost their home. All of the cars. They've been all working for the company. That's insane, dude. Sorry to hear that kind of stuff, man. It's never easy. You know, it really isn't for the family, but you know, if it happens, it happens, and you just have to grow from it. Yeah, you know, do what you can with what you got. You know. Of course, exactly. So sometimes you just gotta play the cards that you're dealt, no matter how shitty they are. A hundred percent. Kenny Rogers, right? <laughs> right. No when to hold him. No way. But... Oh, now it's going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> so, I, I've been trying to think of something to say because it's a lot to take in, but all paranormal things aside, I think that what would be best for you, like as a person, is to try and put yourself into a situation. Like, you're a barber. You no, enjoy that, obviously. You you're a poet, you're a musician, try to find a way to incorporate that more into your life so that you're not surrounded by all this negativity, all this stuff that like makes you upset because 
it, it really does take its toll on people. You know, it does. It does. Hey, you gotta 100%. find something. You gotta find something that you enjoy to keep body and mind and soul together, as as you would say. Hundred percent. That's why I believe in school. Arts is the most important thing because that's where creativity starts. Oh yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. It's important to you... encourage those kind of things, especially with children. Exactly. Because if not, if you don't let a child be free, bad things are going to happen. They're going to be either robots, you're going to have issues and violence. And if you force something upon a child, they will no longer have their own personality. Very true. What do you think it is, man? Like, genuine, going back to the the kind of paranormal stuff like what do you think this stuff is man what do you think it is i feel like it's a sign it's a sign sign for what to do better to oversee to realize that we're not the only people here we're not the only people suffering we're not the only people going through shit these people that walk the earth with us they've probably been through more shit than anybody on this earth combined because they're dead so you think they that... re they reach out because they want to tell their story they want to show their frustration and they want to show their anger they want to be heard a hundred percent. Do you believe there's an afterlife? Do you think that there's something after all this that some people go I, to? I believe there is something out there. Now, am I going to put a label on it? No. I, I'm not going to say it's heaven. I'm not going to say it's hell. I'm not going to say it's an alternate reality universe. I just know there's a being. And with that being... Not everyone that dies comes back and shows herself. Only those that are mad, that want to be heard, show themselves again on this earth, even after death. I like that. I really like that. A hundred percent. So what? It, what's your uh, what's your current status, man? Like. Are you you say you quit that job and they offered you a raise to come back? Did you ever go back? I did. I actually just came from a shift today. No, oh, well, that's, that's good. I've been I've just been trying to forget it. They changed my seat to an upper level of the building, and I just I just try to ignore it. I walk past it. I don't look towards it. My my personal uh, recommendation for this kind of topic, I know it's tough for you considering how it's all surrounded by negative things, but I think repressing it is going to make it worse on you. Um, I think it is really important that you went back to your job. I think that's really good for you, and it's going to keep keep a lot of stability in your life. Um, so I think it's good that you're that you went back, but I think it's really important that you don't forget about it and repress it, that you acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it happened, and then don't let it eat you up inside. Of course. 
So I think that'd be a more yeah. healthy, healthy approach to it. I've but... been, I've been, I've been trying, I've been trying day by day to look, to glance. Nobody has touched that chair since that happened. That's how serious this is. Right. Well, yeah, everybody, everybody else saw the video, you know, it changed their minds. Everybody's in disbelief. All of my coworkers called me. All of my coworkers texted me. They said, this can't be true. Now where we work, no way. Right. Oh my God, that's crazy. I'm never sitting there again. You know. Right. Yeah, no, I understand. It, it's a lot for a lot of people to process due to the fact that they numb themselves from the existence of something else. Man, that's really crazy. You have anything else to really add, Dane? I mean, this is pretty intense. I don't think we've had an episode to get this this deep before, but I'd like to hear where you're coming from. I know you've been at a loss for words for most of the time. Um, I just I have one more thing to say. Yeah, man. Um, Go ahead. Tell 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 as much as you want. Just don't be blind. Don't act blind. Ignorance is bliss. If you believe what you believe, keep it to yourself. Don't brag or boast about it. Mm -hmm. But you can't, you can't ignore the fact that it is what it is. You can't explain these type of things. They shouldn't be explained. You should just take it in like a sponge, soak it up and acknowledge it. So to put it, put it a little differently is just because you didn't see or hear or feel something doesn't mean it's not real. And, you know, you can't have a confirmation bias saying it didn't happen to me. So it's not happening to anybody. Exactly. Don't be ignorant. I hid myself from my friends for a total of four or five months Didn't talk to my nieces. I had to deal with everything on my shoulders. That's tough. Stopped hanging out with people. I cut people off because I knew they were no good for me. This last four months, it's been a very big deciding factor on what I'm going to do with my life and what and what path I'm going to take. And I'm done with all the negativity. And I surround myself with positive people every day. And even when I do get the depressing sad calls of the schizophrenics or people that have killed someone in jail and are calling for an attorney, I always try to see the positive in people, never negative. Mm -hmm. Because people are people at the end of the day. Yeah shaped by the world that they grew up in because a kid doesn't get born and automatically just becomes a serial killer they're they're a hundred percent by their experiences and there's always something that leads up to what they become that's why i believe that the guns don't shoot people people shoot people with guns a hundred percent man it's a lot. It, a lot it's really a lot it's really a lot I'm glad you guys took the time out of your days to listen to me, though. I really am. It's no, been, 
it's been I, years. I'd, I'd hope that you know someone would listen to me if I had all this stuff on my shoulders, all this weight, because you can't just bottle it up inside. Of course, you know, you really but, can't. And if you and do, do, you're just gonna let it out in like a very negative way, or you know, have some anger you gotta let out, or some sadness, you know. Of course. You know, I'm not going to try to go look for it, but if it comes and looks for me, most definitely we'll be speaking again with you guys. Of course. Love it. Awesome, man. Boy, it's been a pleasure, boys. You as well, brother. Thank you. And everybody else, I appreciate you guys listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful day and try to stay positive.